Structure. That's the structure. That's, That's the name. It's so easy to remember. Okay. Um, this is Make Play. Yeah. I'm Nick. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Jimmy. Uh, we just we just named this podcast just recently, not two hours ago. Not even. Um, uh, yes, it's called. We're calling this the little ditty uh, Make Play because uh, the first half of this show, which is a podcast that we will post uh, weekly, is about making things. For us, that means video games for the most part. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's other stuff, but usually it's video games. They take a lot of time to make, so that they don't leave a lot of air in the room necessarily mm-hmm. for other creative projects, to be honest. And the second half is the stuff we've been playing, um, and that's basically it. Yeah. So Nick, what do you what have you been making this week? Well, this week's been a little bit um, less interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been fine. It's not, I started going to the gym. I started. Uh, You've been making muscles. Oh, no, not at all. I've been <laughs> trying to not look like a pale piece of uncooked pizza. Oh, God. I'm doing my best. Well, I guess at this point, right. the muscles maybe are deteriorating to be remade. Ah, uh, yes. That works. Doesn't, uh, doesn't yeah, it like, kind of break something down? Something like that. Like they break and then they reform yeah. stronger or something. Yeah. Which is why if you only work out once, you just hurt forever. Yeah. Mm. And then if you don't do it again. I'm, I'm getting past the uh, the pain. Okay. The It's starting to now just not hurt a bunch every time. It actually feels good. There we go. So that's been nice for me. Um, there's a couple other that I've just been cleaning a lot and taking care of classes and I things. See. but uh, And jobs. But I've been trying, yeah, to um, get a little work in now and then um, on my, my little project control. My mm-hmm. little game that I'm making. Um... But I think I'm probably going to do more work this coming week because this past week has been a lot of uh, getting some shit in order. Mostly, right. I also had a midterm, yeah. which is weird. I have three midterms in one of my classes. Yeah, we are students. Which is not a midterm. Oh, what? Three midterms? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But Well, what do you want to do this week? Like, what's your next like so, milestone, goal, project? I honestly... So I have a little character. I have such basic stuff. It's basically yeah. just like the stuff you put in at the start of right, the, right. any game project that's like a platformer, like... I have this little character. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna keep it a platformer. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I just wanna like have somewhere to sort of test ideas out. Yeah, real quick. What's the um, what's the logline? What's the one sentence elevator pitch for this thing? The one sentence elevator pitch. Just to summarize. Uh, puzzle game about feeling really existential about self control. I guess. That's okay. Pre- that's pretty much where <laughs> we're at right now. Okay. Um, yeah, with uh, hopefully difficult puzzles because. You know, well, easy puzzles that look difficult, mm-hmm. I think, was the idea. Okay. Um, yeah. So this week, it's... It's it's basically make a puzzle. Okay. Uh, I think, for the most part, I, I want to... I have, like, a little animated checkpoint thing, just because I thought that'd be fun to make, and it's yeah. cute, and a little squiddy character kind of guy, because Ooh. why not? Squids! Um, and just basic movement and things like that that I've been tuning, just to make sure I have a solid starting point, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm definitely... I don't like... Um, I, I do like doing sort of the first draft, revising later, adding sort of juice and yeah. making it feel good and all that, yeah. but I kind of want to get a lot of that out of the way in the prototype because there's no, I mean, I'm a coder. I don't, mm. the, the art is like beyond me right now. <laughs> I'm just doing little minimalist stupid art. Yeah. Uh, like dev art. Uh-huh. So the art I don't even have to worry about. A lot of other aspects of the game I don't have to worry about yet because it's in such early stages. Yeah. But I want to make sure that the movement, the um, the puzzling... And all mm-hmm. of that feels good first. Right. Sort of 
whatever components. I want to start making components for puzzling. Okay. I've been thinking about it because I've been thinking, obviously, like, okay, how do I make a, a puzzle, you know? Yeah. And how do I make a puzzle that's good, that sort of reflects what I want to reflect in this game? Yeah. And that I like, you know, that feels fun to play. And so, I don't know, I've just been thinking about other puzzle games and how a lot of them have a gimmick, but more yeah. so just, like, well, components. Like, I feel like it's kind of like a language, know? almost. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I hadn't actually thought about that. But yeah, it's like syntax. It's mm -hmm. like you have to do things in a certain order for it to be correct. Right. Sometimes it's difficult to tell, you know, why. Yeah. Or you yeah. just have to know certain yeah. things. And you can you can kind of expand the, the vocabulary of it to By the having player, them play different puzzles. By having introducing them play puzzles. new mechanics. Right. And, but it's all within the same vernacular. Yeah. So yeah. I've been trying to think of different mechanics. I was thinking of Portal a lot, of, uh -huh. you know, the idea of... Doesn't get better. Yeah, of um, <laughs> the idea of a, like... The box of the cube in Portal, where it's almost oh. like you have to get this object, yeah. and you have to bring it in space somewhere else, yeah. um, to activate something, to sort of open the door to you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. that door might be any opportunity. It could be another cube. It could be mm -hmm. in a different place. It mm -hmm. could just be deactivating something, activating something. And yeah. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm just trying to think of sort of the mechanics of how a puzzle works, mm -hmm. so that I can make my own mechanics that are interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I feel yeah. like one of the most important things to get right in a puzzle game is the um, the the puzzling mechanics. The yeah. actual individual game objects almost that um, create yeah. sort of a problem yeah. that you to need be, to solve. They gotta be the right ones. Yeah. Like, it's a language, but you want to keep that vocab it's, simple. It's essentially like a pure logic problem. It's that you have to do things in a certain order. Whatever that or, means. It's... it's <laughs> Just, it's logic that you have okay. to figure out the rules of, and... Yeah, oh, okay. I'm just trying to mediate all of that. I was thinking, okay, I could have, like, triggers that you either have to step on, or you have to have, like, maybe a certain amount uh -huh. of something to trigger something, or things like that, just so that I can have... Trying to think of an easy way to... Easy components to fit into a puzzle game. I see. Where it's something as simple as, maybe you spawn, you have a ball... It's red. You have to get the red ball to the red uh, little cube or something like that. Right. But in order to do that, maybe part of the puzzle is you have to do something else first. You have mm -hmm. to maybe put a little blue thing in the blue thing before putting a little green thing in the green thing in order to get to the red thing. And if you do it in the opposite order, it doesn't work. Right. Now, that's kind of like the logic of it. Right. Now, the problem then becomes I need to translate into sort of a physical space. Yeah. Like, the actual logic gate of if you don't do this, you can't do this has to be something like, well, if you do this first then a door opens, but that door is behind another door. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, something actually physically... Yeah, like, you can see yeah. I'm, like, impacting the world in some way, but what I'm doing, what I'm impacting, what I'm affecting... Is sort of the logic. Is the is, yeah. yeah, is the state of the world. Yeah. It's almost like a state machine where you're trying to, like, navigate your way to the solution. And there has to be... Yeah. you think of it as a state machine or a maze, you want there to be some sort of false ends. You want there to be some things that, like look like that's the way but it turns out that's not the way do you know what i mean cool it's maybe a few steps ahead so you wouldn't think about it till you do it yeah things yeah, like yeah. that Interesting. um so i want to make for like next week next time we talk i want to have made a shitty puzzle essentially right. and work well, on well we'll see indeed you got goals now i do that's um, part of why i guess we're doing this so. yeah that is that is part of what helpful, we're doing yeah. this is, we'll at least be held somewhat accountable by i'll our be ashamed selves. if i come back and yeah. like i've done nothing i'm so. still, still thinking about it uh, yeah hopefully um, well, I've been working on, I'll, I'll, I'll cap it at three different things that I'll touch on today. <laughs> um, and I don't have a choice because they're all for school. Yeah. Um, thankfully I like what I study, so it works out. 
Um, the first one, obviously, is is my thesis project called Zapper. And honestly, the more I work on it, the more I'm like, it doesn't really have to be called Zapper anymore. Like, <laughs> I think it will probably end up still being called that because it's kind of like, it'll still like be surprising. Because I want it to be a little bit surprising about what it's actually about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just to like, have it be like, oh, this is like an arcade game that kind of looks like Tapper and plays like an arcade game. But oh, there's this voiceover and oh man, it gets complicated and oh, we're going a lot of different mm-hmm. directions. And a, so a foray into Jimmy's psyche mm, video game style. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. So this past week we've added a lot of like new systems into the game, which I was just showing Nick. We played did a mm-hmm. good play testing session. It was fun. I liked it. Um, and I think we're we're like heading in the right direction, which feels really good. Because for a while I was kind of like, this is shit. I am shit. <laughs> because like the thing is, so this game is about my life with games, uh, in the context yeah. of like an arcade game. Mm-hmm. And so if it's bad. I'm bad. Is, is the is the logic in my head? And I know it's not true. I know it's it's just an interpretation of exactly. Know, I think you're great, Jimmy. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Um, um, but we're starting to finally get our tools together. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. finally like getting like it's starting to feel right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the gameplay is like getting there. We have some art assets. We have, you know, the basic implementation of a lot of different systems, and it's only going to get smoother and better as we go. It feels like something unique, which I noticed, which I enjoyed. It right. Was sort of like. Especially with the the little voiceover you're doing and all of that. Yeah, um, yeah, and I really I'm, alongside sort of more traditional game mechanics has been right. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and I I really like the audio collage sort of aspect of it as well. Like the like splicing in. So there's this level that we're, I've been working on that is about crunch and about my anxiety in the in the, about like working in the games industry. And there's uh, part of the game has this audio snippet from a podcast called Designer Notes, which you should definitely stop listening to this podcast to go listen to because it's so so much better. <laughs> um, and it's between these two developers and about how one of them has just worked obscene hours, um, basically. And it just, it was really cool to like put them in my game, I guess, because that's a real podcast and maybe I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to write a disclaimer that's like, hey, like I did edit this a lot for clarity because like even with that that span of that stretch, uh-huh. that wasn't one continuous yeah, stretch. Yeah, yeah. That I like had, had to, to, had to cut, section cut the parts that were relevant. Yeah, yeah. Put them there. Um, I'm sure they would think that's cool. They sound like cool people. Yeah, they, they really are. Soren Johnson is the host of that, and he is super smart. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, and so I think I, w- I want to do like more with that, like have mm. more audio collages going on. Yeah. Well, that was the coolest part for me, because the gameplay was just fun. Right. It was just kind of like, oh, all right, I understand. Yeah. It was simple. Yeah. Um, what was more fun was just listening to your voiceover and kind of, like, thinking a little bit while I was playing this game. It was uh-huh. kind of an enjoyable experience. Cool. Not so, I mean, if I wanted to just, like, fuck around, I probably wouldn't play your game. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I also wouldn't play the beginner's guide if I wanted to fuck around. Right. So, Yeah, you know. there you go. Um, and it is fun because it is, it's styled after an arcade game, but it has narrative which is fun because i never see arcade games with narrative that's yeah. not really yeah a usual uh set of you there know you go yeah mechanics or constructs yeah. so it's it's enjoyable yeah. in that that's part of the reason why it felt so new to me hmm. is because i've never really had the feeling of playing an arcade game where like what i'm doing sort of doesn't matter right you know what i mean yeah. it's all about a score yeah but there's exactly. something more than that there. Yeah. It's just sort of sprinkled in. Right, and I think that's... And it takes the focus, which I yeah. I really like. Yeah, so using that arcade context definitely has a lot of benefits in, in one sense. The most obvious is because this is a clone, which means we don't have to invent the whole game. 
we have a game that we know is really fun and compelling. We can just make that, and we'll have something that's probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the The problem is that like connect making it feel like it does actually matter a little bit about what you're doing because like player input and player like expression in that sense is important to me. Yeah, you don't want them just feeling like they're twiddling yeah. their thumbs while you talk to them. You exactly. want it to feel like yeah. they're there like, is like a dialogue between not just the voiceover and the player character, mm-hmm. but the player themselves. And like they could. Not necessarily that they could do better or worse, but that somehow the game is having an effect on what they're doing. Yeah. The voiceover. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you... One of the ideas that he was having, that, he was telling, that Jimmy was telling me about, was uh, that you'd use um, the voice cues as, like, changes in the game. Right. So, like, different voiceovers talk about different things, and maybe the darker voiceovers would have higher spawn rates or something, make the game more intense. Yeah. I think that that will go a long way, even Absolutely. if I don't matter about the... Yeah. I don't care about the score. Um, but now the voiceover is affecting a change in the game state that's making me have to freak out yeah. in my own world. Yeah, exactly, which makes it more engaging because yeah. it's more of an experience yeah. rather than just, hey, I wanted it to be a game, so I sort of cloned something right. and then I talked over it. Right. Like, it's yeah. more of like, oh, well, this is, this is why it's a game is because I can't get this experience of actively having to be frantic and freaked out right. while this man is talking to me about how... <laughs> frantic and freaked out making games yeah exactly like is. exactly that 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 correlation is is, is going to be great once we finally get that humming along and then once we do get these systems and then we can like really do weird wacky experimental shit and like really kind of get creative with it because right mm-hmm. now it's just been kind of like getting to a baseline like is this the fundamental idea is that present here yes okay now that we have this we can start to make it like actually good <laughs> yeah know? for sure um, so that's been one thing I'm going to strike out the level design thing I was going to talk about because of that, I'm going to be working on that for a while. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is I have to pitch, um, or I just pitched a game idea for an advanced game design class that I'm in called Poopwell. Have I told you about Poopwell? No, you haven't. Oh, Poopwell. Poopwell is one of those game ideas that you have that you're like, this is so fun and silly and stupid. But then you think about it, and you're like, fuck, if I made this, I could be rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay. Hoopwell, really? Yeah, yeah, so Fiona and I had this uh, game idea. Mm. I'm pretty sure we were uh, intoxicated with some controlled substance. And, Jesus um, Christ. Right. So basically, because Fiona was saying, like, you should make a game where you poop to, like, just make fun that of the fact like that you make games. sounds like a Fiona thought. Yeah, and uh, Fiona's my, my significant other, and she's the best. He's taken, sorry, girl. Big ups, F-Dog, yeah. Get your, get your mitts off these paws. And Poopwell is a game where you poop, but it's a mobile game. It's a life. So the 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 light the log line. Get ready for this. I can see where this the is going. The log line is. Oh my Poopwell god! Is a gamified lifestyle app. Fuck! Wait, what's ah? Oh, god damn it! <laughs> I can see where this is going. It's Poopwell beautiful. is a gamified lifestyle app that teaches the user about the relationship between their diet and their poop. So will they be playing this uh, while on the toilet pooping, since that's when you normally play mobile games? Probably. <laughs> they probably will that's do that. That's where my mind immediately went. I, should, I, I need to work that into this proposal. I, I honestly think that's genius. Yeah, okay, so okay. So it's, it's, it's got three very simple steps. Um, the first phase is you feed. So you create a... So initial initialization is you create an mm-hmm. avatar and a bathroom. Yeah. Um, you know, you can customize them with various aesthetic options. Uh, you then feed your avatar, and I'm debating on whether or not you should have to feed them in real time, um, mm. or if you can just feed them all three meals for the day at once. That's what I'm leaning towards, because for usability, it's just like, you know, they're already in the app, just let them do the thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you feed them their three meals from a list of, like, actual foods, 
so that you can actually use this as a lifestyle app to like yeah it's like track track of yeah because there are so the thing is there are poop tracker apps that like you poop (laughs) and then you type in like oh it was a there's so there's also this thing called the Bristol scale, the Bristol stool scale. <laughs> I can see that you two went into great detail about that. Well, I did. We had an idea and I did a lot of research <laughs> is what happened. <laughs> the Bristol stool scale allows you to um, identify certain types of poop, like kind of brackets off different. Like, so I think the optimal poop is like around a four, which is like smooth and contiguous and like a nice smooth package. So is there, is there like some sort of algorithmic expression for the perfect poop? Yes! Right. Yes, there is, Nick! <laughs> there is! You can get... So that's the whole... That's the long-term objective in Poopo, is to start chaining together perfect poops. <laughs> so to get back to, get back to the game flow, you, you feed them the meals yep. uh, from right. a list of real foods. Yep. Then you they, they, they digest in real time. Mm. And that's important because you can then purchase a laxative with real money. So... They <laughs> digest... Like microtransactions yes. in this poop game? So they oh digest in real time... And if you let us, we'll send you a push, a push notification to your phone to tell you it's time to poop. And depending on how quickly you respond to that, depends. That's like a, another factor in how good your poop is. If you if you get in there immediately and you get right into the pooping mini game, <laughs> you're gonna do you're gonna do a lot better for yourself. And all the pooping mini game is is so you get this push notification, you go in, your little dude like walks into the bathroom, sits down on the toilet, and then you there's just like one button, and that is essentially like either constricting or relaxing your sphincter uh, is essentially like the correlation. Like, are you pushing? Are oh you not? Oh my god. Essentially is, is what that correlates like to. a biofeedback game for like enfeebled children. <laughs> you know, maybe. And so if you've eaten well and you got to the, your phone quickly, uh, hopefully you'll just be able to like hold that button down, a nice brown package slips out and oh, you're, you, can, you can fucking go. You can get out of there. But if you ate shit, uh-huh. then your, your shit's no gonna intended. take forever. Like, right. you'll just be, like, sitting there, and, like, maybe it'll, you'll press the button, and it'll come out, like, a little bit, but then it'll stop, so you don't have to, like, lift it, that's, and, like, relax. That's really constrict, funny. Constrict, relax, constrict, and then maybe it'll just, like, all, all of a sudden, just, like, <laughs> it'll just, like, all, like, flop out. This is so gross, but wonderful. Once that happens, it's assigned a point value. Oh, lovely. And th- this is how, like, you accrue, so you, like... you're, like, scoring poops? Yeah, you score so. the... The poop gets a score... Um, and it's put on like all this information along with the, of, like a, an image of the poop is put on a card and it breaks down like how you scored in various factors. Everything's from the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> everything from, Oh, that's a good tagline. Hey, everything from the way it smells, the way the bathroom smells, mm. the way, um, uh, is there like poopery? Do you have a bidet? <laughs> how is the wiping situation? That's another factor. There's probably going to oh, be a, like, Lord. I don't know if there's going to be a mini game for the wiping, but the wipe is important because like. You know, if you if you have a great poop, like it comes out quickly and and, and peacefully, um, <laughs> but then you're sitting there wiping for like fucking years, yeah. that just ruins the whole experience. It does. But if you have like a really nasty ass shit, oh. but then you're just like two wipes and you're done, that's great. That's true. So there's a bit of a balance there. It's assigned a score. You can share that card really easily to any of your social medias, and you'd be like, oh look at this ridiculous poop, and there'll be like some flavor text for it, like yeah. a mild murky. 
thing with no scent, but a discernible uh, baby-like shape. Wafting sulfurous odor. Exactly. <laughs> something something like that. So you people will want to share these things, you know? Because they're silly. Yeah. I, well, and then, want to share these. Fiona might want to share these Well, things. but users might because Jimmy it's might just want to share so ridiculous, things. you know? We'll see, yeah. And like the art. I mean, it sounds The art is going to have to be like wacky and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then so once that, once you poop, you flush, and then that is like, goes into this giant well the poop well that's like your log so you can like look back at all your previous poops and like you tap them and then you can see like what you ate that day and what its score was and all the stats related to it so you can kind of track your progress over time um the mic the way we're gonna make money on this idea and this is what's gonna make me rich so <laughs> you can purchase laxatives okay. for like probably like a dollar sure a laxative and that lets you uh skip the digestion process so huh. that lets you like Eat all your food. It's like a time buy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I Eat see those food, a lot in mobile games, and yeah. and then go right into the pooping mini game if you mm-hmm. use a laxative. Um, I don't know if you can poop multiple times in a day. I kind of <laughs> don't want it to be healthy. Yeah. It might be, but I, I I want the the pattern to be like you do this once a day, and then at if the you end come of the back, three meals, sort of like it's, yeah, yeah, okay. and then you come back the next day, and if you poop well again. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, so the other way is that you can buy, you can buy laxatives. You can buy uh, aesthetic options. So like the you'll use the points that you get from your poop to buy like a bidet, which will actually like make the experience better and you, like so will help will help get your your score higher. Uh-huh. Like the bidet is like a mechanical interface, and you can't use real money to buy that. You have to use the poop points, but you can use real money to buy like nicer curtains. Or, like, a porcelain toilet, or, like, a new designer floor you, set or something. You should, like, license this under Make Games, because uh, you're making a game about making. Oh, so. true. <laughs> true. Uh, uh, and so that's that's mostly the flow. Oh, and then another potential monetization option is that, um, so we have this, like, chaining effect. So if you poop every day, you get, like, a combo, and that, like, helps your score. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, as you're working towards the perfect poop, because the perfect poop is, like, uh-huh. your er goal. Obviously. Um, Everyone's goal. And so if you break that chain, though, if you, like, miss a day, the next time you come in, the app will be like, hey, you missed your day yesterday, but, like, if you give us a few bucks, we can we can, we can can ignore that. Jesus. And players pro- might do that. Like, if you've had, like, a 30-day chain, if you've been, like, really on it, but you all of a sudden just, like, you know, had a flight or something and couldn't make it, and now this game that you play every day, you've been yeah. playing this for 30 days, like... Okay, give us like two bucks. What's the big deal, yo? I mean, maybe you won't, but maybe you will, and that's great for us. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, at that point, it's I I do. It is interesting about mobile games how they're generally designed to be frustrating mm-hmm. to make you want to pay. Um, and I always think if I made a mobile game, would I make a frustrating game because I'd feel like an ass hat? Do you know yeah, what I mean? No, you can't. You don't want to be that guy. Because I'm mostly a consumer of games. If, right. if if we're doing make and play, I'm a lot of play. Jimmy's yeah. a lot more make, um, <laughs> but we, we obviously both fray into each quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah. if he's like 70-30, I'm like 70-30 the other way. Right. Um, That's fair. And, uh, yeah, it's. I always wonder if I were to make a mobile game, would I make it frustrating? With, yeah. You know, because well, like, the or, idea is like... Making a mobile game is almost kind of fun. Like, how do I make this game and also make money of it? Like, that's well, part of the game. I, I think the interesting thing with mobile games, like, in your example, your little, uh, your poop game, mm-hmm. which I love, by the yeah, way. I'm really excited uh, about it. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I think the fact that it's a mobile game is beautiful. It's because perfect. Yeah. People play in a poop game while they poop. It, only, it makes sense. Idea. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I think if you want to do microtransactions, the best way for me ever to do microtransactions uh-huh. is straight up just cosmetic things. Yeah, exactly. And, like, quality of life. Yeah. Like, very small quality of life. Because what I have found is that while it is addicting to make a game in which, like, for example, I, I believe in Clash of Clans, those sort of popular on game games, uh-huh. creating something or making a new whatever, some structure or doing something in the game... We usually take some amount of like in-game capital right. and time. Yeah. It'll be like this will be done in two hours. You right. know what I mean? The Animal Crossing like pocket edition game. Yeah. When you create an item for your room or whatever your little camp, uh, it'll maybe take like hey this will take five hours to finish and cost this much, mm-hmm. and it will actually take five hours to finish. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of those games they have things to buy where it's like oh you can now have work on more things at once, like creating more things at once. Right, or, right. like, you'll make something shorter, or you'll have something finish immediately for some varying amount of currency. Yeah. Um, and I always prefer games in which you can maybe buy something to make... Even as simple as buy something to make some that not that intrusive ads go away. You know? Right, yeah. Or something that... Like, I don't like intrusive ads. It's annoying. Well, that's what, that's what like... Something um... to make, like, uh, like, to cosmetically you know yeah, what i mean those yeah. sorts of things are fun because people will buy those right um, so you're not like hamstringing people that don't yeah. that can't afford that but you, still want to play the if game you release the game for free now it's a win-win it's like hey because this is this is the way this is when i like the way that microtransactions are done because i think mm-hmm. we all agree in general as consumers we're not a huge fan all the time right um there are cases where expansions come out that are great yeah or, you know et cetera. Yeah. but for the most part it's like i i would i don't want um to feel like I'm missing out yeah. gameplay wise by yeah, not spending course. money. Of course. And so I love games where it's just like, oh, it's a bunch. We already have, it's a great game. There's already content. I'd uh-huh. love to play it no matter what. But right. if you give us a little money, we'll, we'll give you some cool skins or yeah, some Yeah, we'll let you like, like express that. yourself. So when you share your poop, yeah, everybody yeah. can see you got that designer toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, just something like that. And it's like, it's silly, but people will. Right, Spend yeah. Spend the power it's, on it's it it's because it's not that we're, much. We're also giving yeah. you this thing for free anyway. And you've now re- reached a wider audience by not putting a paywall up, essentially, Precisely. to your yeah. poop game. Like, yeah, you're just exactly. sort of like, hey, if you really like this game, you can buy me a cup of coffee. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, isn't there, like, a website that's literally, like, that's their, like, MO, is that, like, don't donate to me, but, like, buy me a coffee, which means give me $3. Yeah. But that's the context that I'm, like, describing this in, so mm-hmm. it makes it, like, more of, like, a... Uh, an honest I know when transaction. You, you download Ubuntu and stuff like that. If you choose to donate, it'll tell me. It'll tell you sort of like what it would buy them. Oh, nice! Like, and that I like that. That's yeah. like makes it much more realistic. It's it's not like hey, there's some corporation trying to siphon me of my money. It's right. like I'm a dude who I, you know who likes me, to eat. <laughs> yeah, this will get me some coffee. This will right. get me a cheeseburger. This yeah. will get me a trip. You know yeah. what I mean? A little trip to Vermont, like yeah. for like fifty bucks. I don't know. Sure, he lives close. I have no idea, <laughs> but. You know, that kind of stuff always makes it feel more personable, and um, I always feel better about, you know, giving money away. Yeah. Whether those people are doing it, uh, you know, to uh, to be nice, or just to make or them seem to, like they're nice. Yeah. I don't know, who, but... Who knows? I, maybe they don't even drink coffee. Yeah. Maybe lying sex Maybe shit. they take all of the money and donate it to the... I, I you know, I'm not sure. The, some, some The NRA? Yeah. Uh. Uh, well... <laughs> you don't get too political. I was gonna say like the KKK or someone okay. who's universally hated. Let's <laughs> let's so just the NRA. But uh, all right, I think we should we should take a little break here. Indeed. Do 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 do. Yeah. You don't know you want foot goblins, but you want foot goblins. Why do I want foot goblins? 
Why do I want foot goblins? Because your feet are cold all the time. And foot goblins, they're real warm. Foot goblins, warm your feet up with little tiny dudes who tickle them and maybe light torches or something. They have their own methods. We don't, we don't, we don't ask. Anyway, foot goblins. Foot goblins, I love them. And we are Bazak. Yup. That was a fun ad, wasn't it? Ah, oh, wonderful. We're foot goblins. So much money from foot goblins. Like, this oh, is, yeah. I'm not even being paid to tell you how much I love foot goblins right now. Yep. But shit, dude, uh, my feet would be so cold if I didn't have little dudes tickling my feet. Yesterday, the CEO of Foot Goblins, I met him on the street when mm-hmm. I was going to get my prosciutto. Yeah. Uh, and he just slipped a slipped a fifty in my back pocket. Whoa! Just, you know, we didn't I, tell you that though. Yeah. No, you know, I it was all in good good fun. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, oh, that was for something else, probably. Yeah. Well, it was like you know, it's your like. Mother's mother-in-law's uncle's birthday, something. Here you go. It's yeah. The Foot Goblin CEO. He's a you know he's a nice guy. He's great. He takes, he takes yeah. care of us. He takes yeah, care. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Not that you shouldn't maybe donate to us if you have the means, um, or if we even make I mean, that I don't possible. Have the means, so yeah. I don't really yeah. know how they would. Man, I. So little anecdote here. I was getting my hair cut the other day, and this guy on the street was like, "Hey, do you have a, do you have time?" And I was like locking my bike up so I couldn't just be like. No, like I, he could talk to me. Like I can't leave. Mm-hmm. I'm a captive audience. So I was like, yeah, what's going on, dude? Um, I also feel like some sympathy for the people on the street, like trying mm-hmm. to get people to talk to them because it's kind of hard. Yeah. And he was raising money for like uh, trying to fight mass incarceration okay. in New York. And I'm like, that's pretty legit. That's yeah, a, that's yeah, a yeah. systemic that's cool. problem that needs a lot of money to help solve. And mm-hmm. he was like, do you have the time to donate? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I do have a little bit to give today. And so I go through the whole rigmarole of like, because they can only take card and I don't have any cash. Yeah, yeah. So I do the whole thing. And then I, you know, I, they have a minimum donation of like 15 bucks, but I've already gone through this whole thing. I'm like, okay, fine. $15. I can do that. I can manage that. I get home and check my email. And apparently it was a monthly donation ah. of $15, which is a little bit more than I was ready for at the moment. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that was made clear at the time. It might have been, and I just didn't notice, but now I have to go jump through a whole bunch of hoops to only donate the one time. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, maybe if this Foot Goblins money comes through, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what have, uh, what playing you, been, games. What have you been playing? Um, I have recently just been playing a lot of Overwatch and Dota. That's okay. been my main diet this last week, mm, because I haven't had... well balanced. Yeah, I didn't have too much time to sort of find new games. Yeah. I still played some Slay the Spire. That was wonderful. Mm. I've been meaning to go have back to a game... Have you the Spire yet? Uh, no, I'm awful. But I'll get there. I slayed my Spire on the reg. Oh, wow. Damn, Jimmy. <laughs> it's it's not hard. 30 minutes in, and we've got a dick yeah. joke. I'm glad. Yeah, well... Um, <laughs> they, they happen. I've I've been playing. Oh, frequently. Right. I've been playing some new games. Yeah, I played. What you I played a whole new game today. Well, okay, not, not a whole new game, but I played the first hour and a half of What Remains of Edith Finch. Oh, cool. Um, which is a game by Giant Sparrow, I believe, who made uh, what is it, The Unfinished Swan? That like kind of walking simmy game where it's like it's all white and then you like chuck ink and it fills out the mm-hmm. landscape and you can like make your way through the story that way. Um. So What Remains of Edith Finch is a game that a lot of people have been telling me to play because it's sort of like a walking sim, but it does have more like ludic elements. It has like more mechanics in mm-hmm. it, and that's pretty much what it's been. Um, very similar to Gone Home, you play as this girl, Edith Finch, who comes home and uh, discovers about or discovers the various manners in which her family members have died. So her mom just recently passed away and wills her this house and the key to this 
mysterious lock that she doesn't just know what the key goes to and uh nobody's home because everybody's dead and there's like some curse that's been on this family and so it's you going through all their different rooms and reading their like journals essentially to sort of piece together how each of them died and it's all bizarre so the first the first thing this isn't going to be too spoiler or anything but the first um, yeah it's 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 an interesting an interesting uh conceit um which it's it's interesting it's like the same as gone home but like executed and executed similarly until we get to the part where you actually find out what happened to everybody Mm. because the first memory is of this girl molly who uh lived from like 1937 to 1947 this house mind you was built by like her great great grandfather by like hand so everybody had their own room generation after generation and once Mm. they died uh, Edith's, Edith's mom like went through and sealed up all their rooms so nobody could go into them because she was like so paranoid basically which is like at first brush like she tells you like her mom sealed up all the rooms and you're like oh Jesus like is her mom okay but then once you like start to like listen to how all these people died you're like nah that checks out like they shouldn't even be living here anymore like what the fuck <laughs> and so this little girl is telling you the story and so you look at her journal and it goes into this little girl's perspective and all of a sudden she's narrating the story mm-hmm. um and it goes in her perspective and she talks about how it all started when her mom sent her to her room without any dinner and she was so hungry that she was like eating all this random stuff and you have to like go around the room and like find stuff to eat um put it in your little mouth it's all through first person and uh at one point you see like a bird out the window and then all of a sudden you become a cat huh and instead of like walking around the room and and pressing r2 to like grab stuff to put in your little mouth uh you're like holding it down to like hunch down and then when you lease it you like pounce basically towards this bird and so then it comes like becomes like a quasi platformer where you're like trying to like jump from branch to branch chasing after this bird it's all like very it's very linear like there's not really any exploration to be had necessarily that's probably for the best yeah i mean even around the house like it's very much a linear a linearly gated sort of thing Mm um like i guess pretty hub and spokey um which is which is fine it's understandable but like, it'd be nice to have a little bit more like freedom freedom in that respect like I wish I could do some of these memories out of order but currently the way the house is constructed like the whole idea of the, the great great grandfather building the house is great because they have an excuse for it to have all these like really specific passages that take you between yeah. these two rooms you know I do I do like having options in games a little more it is um it's obviously it's not really an argument to be had on a whole it's more per game yeah um but I do generally enjoy having a little freedom to mm. do what I want, or more so just do what I want as the player. Like, I don't want to be railroaded too hard into mm. different things. If I want to, like, go explore the corner of the room, even though there's nothing happening there, I don't want there to be, like, an invisible wall, like, right. keeping yeah. me from exploring something yeah. I can see. And it's, I mean, you yeah. know. they do allow for that to, like, a very limited extent, where, like, on the approach to the house, you know, you're walking through this little wooded section and there are like forks in the path that you can like mm-hmm. go throughout see that's even a little bit of it just yeah. alleviates some yeah. of the no they're totally like of, aware yeah. of that kind of problem that a lot of people would have with this and like it does respond to you like poking around in the environment and stuff like you know if i walk up to this painting she'll like say something new or whatever and they have this like nice effect where like the text of what's being said is like on the screen and then it like fades away in you know different styles or whatever but this little girl turns into a cat chase after this bird and then turns into like an owl and then turns into a shark and then turns into like a whole bunch of other stuff until she turns into like a weird like gross like snake monster mm. and then like gets on this boat and now you're like mild spoilers i suppose but yeah you know, whatever yeah this is just for this one girl's memory there's like a dozen family members there. oh i see yeah okay. um and then like 
yeah, you start killing dudes on this boat, basically, like, just straight up eating them because you're so hungry still. Huh. And then she, like, enters her own house and crawls under her bed, essentially, and then it transforms back into her perspective as she's writing all of this down in her journal, and she's just writing, like, uh, I think it's under there now, and I know it's coming for me, and I know that I will be delicious. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then it just ends, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Uh, so that's what happened to Molly. She got okay. eaten by a giant snake that was also her, I guess. I don't I don't know. So Weird. I don't know if, like, I don't know where this is going. I obviously haven't finished it, so I don't know if, like, this is all in, like... Because it's obviously told from the perspective of a little girl, so, like, is she a reliable narrator, you know? That's a good question. Uh, was she hallucinating because she ate some, like, holly berries because she was so hungry, you know? Like, who knows? <laughs> like, did that just actually kill her and, like, it wasn't a snake under the bed? Like, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. Um, and so then once you complete that, you know, you... Um, like go out the window because that's where the cat went and now you're like oh okay I can go out this window and now like go into this other person's room and read their journal and there's like you know a passageway to a third room and or I can unlock this door from behind so now I can get to hear fat you know it's yeah, all yeah, this yeah, yeah. the sub and spoke kind of design um, so yeah it's 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 interesting I'm definitely like excited to like play more of it because each story of each fat family member is is told in very different styles there's, like, that one, which was, like, pretty conventional, but there's another one that's, like, told in, a, like, a comic book style, mm-hmm. where, like, you play a couple panels here and there, where it's, like, it's going, like, panel by panel, it's telling the story, and then some of the panels are, like, interactive, and mm-hmm. it's, like, a very comic booky like, 3D environment of the house that you're walking around in. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. I'm curious to see, like, what other styles they play around with. Sounds like an interesting game. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe I should play it. Um, but, yeah, I like... The changing perspectives, or at least the sound of it, and yeah. how, in, how interesting, what an interesting way that is to tell a story, mm-hmm. to sort of go on what seems to be a detour and then sort of come full circle back yeah. to reality, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, was, absolutely. Like, especially because like Edith herself is like, seems pretty on the nose, like a pretty mm-hmm. honest, and, you know, understandable person. You know, so it's like definitely like coming back to reality to a certain extent after like these forays into these bizarre pastiche kind of you know things from the past or whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's nice that they like open up the mechanics to a certain extent you know when you're in a comic book you like get to swing around this crutch and you can like you know knock stuff off shelves and whatever but it's always tied to the same buttons you know because that's the one thing about you know it's a big case for a game like gone home is that almost anybody can play it like Mm -hmm. from an accessibility standpoint you don't need to be held responsible for like pressing this button at the right time or spamming it like a hundred times a second or whatever um, you can just you can just play it very slowly, very methodically, and that's I'm pretty sure that's that's mostly true for for what remains of you to finish. Obviously, there are certain points that are a little bit more mechanically intensive, but it's all just like two sticks in the trigger. I see. And at first, I was like, kind of like, so why am I using this trigger to like open a door? Like usually, I can just like press the X button. Yeah. But it makes more sense now that I know that they're going to be using that one input for lots of other stuff. It just yeah, it gives them a little bit more room to work with. Um. So it was nice to see that, like, making making good use of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely, like, given me a little bit of perspective on Zapper because what we want to do with that game is, uh, you know, it's based off of Tapper, which is very conventional. Like, you have these four lanes, and you're kind of defending them from patrons or whatever it happens to be. And what we're kind of thinking of doing is, you know, using that same layout but in a variety of different ways. So how can we use that same input so people don't have to wrap their heads around something totally new on this different level while listening to the VO, um, but still, like, have a new experience, if that makes any sense. I see. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, damn. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, it was a good game. And, you know, I only played it for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. This is part of the reason that... I'm wondering if this is, like, part of the reason I only play these kinds of games is because, like, if I were to play, like, an hour and a half of Monster Hunter, like, I wouldn't... That, that one hour and a half, like, probably wouldn't be as, like new or like as rich as an yeah. hour and a half of this kind of game would be you know that makes sense yeah and that's kind of always been my problem i feel like because i'm definitely the type of person to play like the grindy like mm-hmm. just you you take a lot of time to you know get anything done or you do a lot of the same thing over and over again i i like those kind of games but i just kind of zen out um i don't try to have i guess all the time like a new experience or i don't i guess i don't prefer it necessarily yeah to huh. having sort of the same experience a lot. I mean, if it's yeah. a good experience. Yeah, I mean, you have different uses. You're, yeah, yeah your I, I use different. it differently. Yeah. I basically use it to pass time mm-hmm. and to enjoy myself. Right. Um, whereas you're kind of getting a whole experience out yeah, of it. Yeah, I tend to make like a bit of an event about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing is I think I'd play more games than you, so yeah. it's definitely... Oh. I'm like desensitized to that. Like, I, I remember the last time I played a game and I got really excited about it, there were, I guess, Hyperlight Drifter. Ugh. I loved. I was really... Good happy. times. I loved that game. I loved Undertale when I played it the first time. Yeah. And um, those were sort of more that type of game where yeah. it doesn't... It's not going to take you, like, hundreds of hours. Right. But each hour is very unique. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Hyperlight Drifter was great because it was sort of both. If you haven't played Hyperlight Drifter, go play that game. Get on it. It came out a few years ago now. And yeah. it is fantastic it's yeah. just a action sort of 2d top down um has some puzzle elements mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. has very hard bosses and it's yeah yeah it's quite it's, fun ugh, dude the gameplay in that in that in hyperlight was so fun mm-hmm. and the soundtrack oh ho, ho, ho. The, the, just the color palette yeah. the yeah it's a it's a sexy ass game it is beautiful yeah indeed. all right i think that probably just about does it for us yep. this week um Tune in again next week to wherever it is that you're finding this through. It might be YouTube. Maybe it's SoundCloud. Maybe it's MySpace. No, that's definitely not MySpace. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, and uh, we hope you we hope you've been enjoying this. If you have any like questions to us, you can write to our Gmail account. Uh, yes, we have which that. Which is uh, makeplayradio at gmail dot com, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that. Just M A K E P L A Y R A D I O. I can spell. I can't wait for next week when I have... We have three emails and they're all my mom. (laughs) Nick, I love you! (laughs) Say this on the show. (laughs) Don't forget to eat. (laughs) Clean your underwear. All right, thanks, guys. See See you.